It's time for Love Talk with the love ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love talking today about decisions of the heart. Thank you, Gavin. This is Evelyn Davison, and we are in the studio here in this beautiful place called The Bridge. And uh, we're going to be talking today, love talking about some things that can make life more wonderful, can make us healthier, and keep us moving so we don't get run over by a freight train. Miss <laughs> Carrie, is that a good opening? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Miss Evelyn. Um, exactly right. Decisions of the heart. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader. We also have in studio today our beautiful friend, Kathy Underbrock. Hey, Kathy. It's great to be in studio with everyone today, especially dealing with this topic, decisions of the heart. Friends, how's your heart doing? Is, is, it, is it healthy? Are you struggling? We're going to talk a little bit about how to help your heart out. And some of those decisions that we can make every day to lead to more, to a greater heart health. Yeah, not a broken heart, but a heart that is put together by the love and the goodness and the kindness and the mercy of the Lord Jesus. Oh, wow, Miss Evelyn. Thank you so much. And thank you, friends, for joining us here on Love Talk here on The Bridge, Austin, Building Bridges of Love and Leadership. Our key verses for today First one found, now remember, friends, we're talking about decisions of the heart. And frankly, I, I have to be honest, this was a hard show for me to write. Um, it, it, it really touches some things in me that I have to continue to be cognizant of in my life and as I, as I deal with those that I love every single day. So two verses for today. Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Sometimes, friends, our heart and our emotions lead us astray. Um, And Jeremiah has some really good words here for us as we talk about um, keeping our emotions in check uh, as we deal with those around us. And then Proverbs, always good for a checkup. Proverbs 17.22 I think of you, Miss Evelyn. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Isn't that so true? When our spirit gets crushed, sometimes mm-hmm. we just feel like we are withering away and that if you just blow on us, we're going to just blow away in the wind. Um, but the first part of that verse has a cheerful heart is good medicine. You know, listening friends, uh, through September and October, we have decided to begin our year-end celebrations early. We're celebrating here at Love Talk as we approach year 35 of love walking and love talking across Central Texas and now the world through the use of the internet. Um, People all over the world can listen to us. October marks the 35th year of Love Talk and the First Lady of Love, Evelyn Davison, leading us in this love journey. We will celebrate 35 years of love talk with some key interviews with friends and some teaching shows on our heart health. Miss Evelyn, as you so aptly named this show Love Talk, we thought it would be only appropriate to have a few shows about healthy hearts and how we deal with that and a couple of fun surprises as we approach this monumental anniversary. So, Miss Evelyn, how are you feeling about this 35th anniversary coming up? Lovely. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it is the most exciting thing in life to know that wherever you are, love can bloom and make just 
life decisions for you is at any time in life and I know especially you know when you get past that retirement age and nobody has to work for a dollar bill anymore you know all these things change with time but it you know this uh, a cheerful heart is good medicine um, we don't understand sometimes how important it is that a smile can be mm-hmm. just a smile absolutely uh, and Sometimes it's not a good time for a smile, and that's when you need a pat on the back or a hug or something. Mm-hmm. And mirroring children especially, and, and especially when they're, you're trying to separate them from where you are, Miss Kathy, you know, a daughter going into college and going to be another doctor or something. You know, <laughs> these, these are wonderful times, but they're difficult times. That's so true. You know, in raising children, we want to make sure that we raise them with healthy hearts, mm-hmm. hearts that are full of grace and the the love of Christ and the truth of his word. And, you know, sending Aaliyah off to, to Baylor, that's a difficult thing because mm-hmm. you can't wrap your arms around her and hug her anymore. And yeah. so I have gotten a much better appreciation of technology <laughs> because I can text her in the morning and send her sweet little emojis yeah. and stuff like that. And I know it makes her day. And Eric and I are rediscovering the art of writing letters and writing cards Yay. so that she's getting mail in her Baylor yeah. bear mail mailbox awesome. every day. And Miss Evelyn, I love it that you know you think of all the different stages of life and I mean you're 88 and still leading and teaching and praying and moving and shaking I mean you know things are making mistakes (laughs) (laughs) when you can't think of a word and you know that can make you really uh, begin to doubt uh, what you ought to be doing uh, when it gets harder and harder and harder to do it. But, you know, don't bother me. <laughs> well, you know, Miss Evelyn, yes. it's just human. Uh, even in my 40s, I struggle with words, and I'll be trying to think of something, and I can't think of it. So I think I think you're, you know, I think you've earned it, Miss Evelyn. <laughs> Maybe it's catching. <laughs> Maybe it is. Well, you know, it's amazing how many things can really make us doubt what we're doing. Yes. And, you know, one of the things I love with you, Miss Evelyn, is you have a quiet confidence, a gentle con- you know, maybe not a quiet confidence, a gentle, gentle confidence. confidence. Thank you. Yes, a gentle confidence. And um, I think it just helps us as well that when we are dealing with doubt, that we have that confidence if, in in Christ and his call on our life and his plan for our life, mm-hmm. that we need to right where we are be doing the best that we can be doing and to be working for him wherever he's placed us and to be loving well in that love field that he's placed us in. Well, yeah, there's an old uh, Testament scripture that says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Mm-hmm. You think about that. Hope is what we live on every day. Mm. And if it's deferred, you know, if, if it's smothered or stomped in the ground, then it makes the heart s- sick. So what mm. what I think we, we do with Love Talk is we touch the hard things of life, the mistakes of life, uh, and the good times of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and do it in a way that is reasonable and acceptable. Well, I think you've taught Kathy and I how to do it in a way where hopefully we can um, 
affect people on a weekly basis uh, and, and, you know, just spur some thoughts, you know, about areas where we can ponder further. It's just such a blessing to sit in a room with you, Miss Evelyn. You're just such a spiritual giant. You just exude joy from every fiber of your being. You've mentored me in more ways than you could ever know. And I'm so excited for these next just six weeks on Love Talk. It's going to be special and monumental and glorious and earth-shattering and soul-moving <laughs> and heart-touching. Speaking of hearts, friends, how is your heart? Do you need a checkup? Mm-hmm. Not a physical checkup, but a spiritual checkup. At some point in our lives, we have all struggled and wrestled with our topic today. Is your heart healthy? How do you make decisions of the heart? Are you prone to anger, jealousy, greed, deceit, or pride? Today's program has a little something for everyone as we discuss discuss decisions of the heart. You know, life is um, sometimes uh, like a roller rink. Uh, <laughs> You just keep going in circles, and mm-hmm. and even in relationships, you know, you can just keep repeating that same old thing, like clean your feet when you come in the house, yes. or you know, you didn't close the refrigerator. Yes, <laughs> you know, when you have those things, like, and it seems like you're going in circles, uh, and you get nowhere. Uh, it's time for examination, and it's time to take off our skates and love walk with Jesus. And it it might be a little painful, but it'll be joyful uh, as he ministers to us. Because as I said, there's an Old Testament scripture that says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, and we operate by the heart. All this talk about hearts, I was thinking about all the songs uh, over the years that are about the heart. Miss Evelyn, right? Um, okay, you know, Billy Ray Cyrus, he was kind of a one-hit wonder, right, back in the day. Now he has a new song out um, that's super popular, but back in the day it was Achy Breaky Heart, right? You remember? You remember scooting your boots to that song, Kathy? How about um, Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Raitt? You know that one? Um, My Heart Will Go On. Now that is... Celine Dion at her finest, right? Yeah. My heart will go on. Was that in the Titanic, right? That was, the Titanic. That was a uh-huh. Titanic movie. Uh, so classic heart songs. All right, Kath, what about you? Okay, I have a couple for you. Um, where do broken hearts go? Oh, where do broken hearts go? <laughs> By Whitney Houston, yes. right? I know where broken hearts should go straight to Jesus because he's the one yes. who can mend them. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. um, I don't. I, I loved Taylor Dane, and she did a, a song with every beat of my heart. Oh, oh I, love I that remember one. that was so good. <laughs> okay. And here's one that our listeners will probably know. Groove is in the heart. Groove is in the heart. By D-Light. By D-Light. If I could sing, do you know who that is? <laughs> listeners, in the heart. you do not want us to sing. <laughs> do, that, is, that is not something I am blessed with. But there's all these songs of the heart. And as we get into our show today, we, we're going to discuss how we have to make decisions And sometimes they're hard. And every single day through prayer, um, decisions become a little bit easier. We have to decide to forgive, decide to hold our tongue, decide (laughs) to believe the best, and decide to not get offended. 
Mm. You know, we can get, Miss Evelyn, I, I, your your analogy there of the roller rink is so true. We can get in these just vicious cycles of, of anger or pride where we just, we look at what we have in front of us. And I think this happens in our homes more than we'd like to admit, right? We get frustrated with that bowl that's always left out or the shoes that are always on the floor. And it's really just a reminder that there's people in this home that we love. You know, that bowl might be annoying or the shoes might be dirty and the floor might need to be swept. But praise the Lord, we have a floor to sweep and a bowl to put away and shoes to look at because we have people in our homes that love us and that we that we love. And so the decisions that we make every single day really are impactful for how we hope for the future. When we return, friends, to Love Talk, we will we will get into these decisions of the heart. Some of these are hard, friends. I, I have to admit they're hard. But as we go through today, changing our mindset about some of these things will be very important when we return to Love Talk right after this. And welcome back, friends. This is Kathy Underbrock with Love Talk this beautiful Saturday in Austin, Texas. I'm in studio with Coach Carrie Brinkgater and the First Lady of Love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison. We're talking about decisions of the heart. Okay, gals, we mentioned a few of these top 100 Billboard love <laughs> songs. You know, and all of these songs kind of talk about heart struggles, heart aches, just really, truly emotional stuff. And when we're talking about matters of the heart, you know, we're talking about things where we can really be sometimes led astray by very powerful feelings mm-hmm. and emotions. And we do tend to struggle against our own temptations, our own desires, our uh, our own unruly emotions. And sometimes we can spur each other on in this or we can help each other. Um, it really you know, kind of adds insight into this verse in Jeremiah 17 that says the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Mm -hmm. And so I think when we're talking about the heart, it is something that we have to, um, we have to understand how it works. We have to understand its impact um, on us. And we need to daily make decisions about how to kind of check our heart health and the decisions that our heart's making. And I tell you, I have a 14-year-old, and she is very led by the heart. If One of the things I could say about her is she is very loving. She is my just most demonstrative, loving child. But on the other flip side, she's also a drama queen. Emotions, <laughs> she is charged by emotions. And so in raising her... We get to just enjoy this beautiful, loving girl, but we also get to teach her how to have a healthy heart that is not controlled and governed by emotion. I have a 14-year-old much like that, yeah. too. Um, on the male side, uh, he does everything big and uh, loves big, hurts big, all of those things. And so I understand that. You know, in the Bible, it tells us that the heart is thought to be a sort of control center from which all of our decisions are made. And and when we read about the heart in the Bible, it's, it, it is about the place where you have your will, your attitude and intentions, and it's the source of your thoughts, your actions, and your words. You know, so many things flow from our heart. There's verse after verse after verse that, you know, um, what we're thinking will flow from the heart ultimately. The Bible gives us very clear instructions when it comes to matters 
of the heart. In my own experience, this is where I struggle in every single bullet point, every single verse. It hits home with me. And when I am not in constant prayer, these matters of the heart will absolutely reach up and grab me and take hold of my thoughts and ultimately my actions. Ouch. Mm. <laughs> right, Miss Evelyn? Oh. Ouch. Mm. So here we go, friends. Biblical decisions of the heart. Decide to forgive. Decide to hold your tongue. Decide to believe the best and decide to not get offended. Miss Evelyn, open us up with this decide to forgive. You know, uh, it's one of the most important aspects of love walking. Mm. You know, you, you do a lot of love talking. Oh. But how are you going to walk it out in a way that people can appropriate it to their lifestyle or even your children? You know, even to this day, our, you know, our, our two boys will call Van and say, Dad, num, 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 you know. <laughs> and I say, what's that? <laughs> you know how you do. But one of the things that, that you have to start with, if you're going to have a happy, holy heart, we have mentioned holiness and heart. And that is that um, we have to make a decision to forgive. Mm-hmm. And forgive is a strange word. For means it's available, you know, far mm-hmm. forward. And give means you're going to empty something or you're going to give away something. Mm-hmm. And so often we don't we don't give away forgiveness. We harbor it. We hold it. We think, well, if he hadn't done this and I hadn't done that, you know. But one of it just can, you simply cannot walk in love toward others if you hold on to bitterness and grudges. Grudges. And a grudge uh, is pretty bad. But I can tell you, a bitterness of heart is one of the hardest things to change. And uh, we, when we first moved to Austin, we lived in that community of Kentuckians. And uh, we uh, built an office at the corner of Breaker in this particular street. And um, our, our office had been there probably five years. And we built a shopping center. And uh, in front of us was some fourplexes. And the Neighborhood Association decided that we had overbuilt the neighborhood. And they filed charges. It went five times through the city. And we weren't even in the city. We were in the county. And, you know, it it just took away a lot of uh, strength for us to finally give up that and it was a million dollar project right mm. there. A great part of town it took van 10 years to get over feeling badly when we would we would pass pass that street mm. uh it's not just that when people do things to you or hurt you or take things from you that you measure it in a way that uh, it cannot be rewarded, and that's what that's what unforgiveness is. Is when you hold on to something so strong, 
that you can't give it away or someone can't take it away from you. You know, Evelyn, in your Good News Journal in your um, last September, October, you had this article called The Loving Heart. And you use this analogy when you are harboring anger and bitterness and disappointment. It is like weeds that are all built up in your heart where it's keeping everything from blooming. It's keeping the joy from happening. And you talk about forgiveness as going and really getting pulling out those weeds Mm -hmm. and um, replacing them with forgiveness. And I think, you know, I. To me, I was looking at this and going, wow, forgiveness is like a a grace sacrifice that you are choosing grace rather than um, offense because, you know, this um, bitterness is where you have this this offense and you have an offense against someone and you want them to pay for what they have done against you. And so taking that, the instead of a payment for that offense, you choose grace and forgiveness, and you wipe that slate clean to where they don't owe you anymore. And I think that's a picture of what God has done for us, and he's asking us to pour out on to others. So, friends, forgiveness is a choice that we make through a decision of our will And it's motivated by, get this, it's motivated by obedience to God because he commands us to forgive. He invites us to forgive. He asks us and encourages us to forgive. There's this beautiful verse in Colossians in the New Testament, uh, chapter 3, verse 13. It says, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive just as the Lord forgive, forgave you. And I tell you, unforgiveness, that will be the plug on your faith that <laughs> it will so completely take away the power that you have to move even the smallest little molehill in your life. But when you pour out grace and forgiveness as the Lord has asked you to do, All of a sudden, you are going to see mountains moved and love flood in and grace flood into your own life as you're pouring that out onto others. It's such a big decision of the heart, friends, forgiveness. And it's a gift. It is a gift. It's when you just give someone something they cannot buy, they can't trade, they can't steal. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, you know, exactly what Kathy just said. You know, it's an exchange, right? It's it's grace for that bitterness. You know, spiritually speaking, unforgiveness is downright dangerous. Um, it will make your spirit feeble and your prayers ineffective. Mm-hmm. This verse in Ephesians is... It, it is just so powerful here. Ephesians four thirty one and 32. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger. It's right there. Get wow. rid of it. Brawling and slander along with every other form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other. Here's the kicker. Just as Christ forgave okay. you. You know, who are we to harbor this bitterness and this anger whenever Christ paid the ultimate price for us? Kathy, you hit the nail on the head. We forgive by faith out of obedience. You know, forgiveness, friends, it goes against our nature, right? We we have to work to forgive. 
And a lot of times we just have to do it by faith, whether we feel like it or not. And we have to trust God to complete that work in us because a lot of times forgiving doesn't feel right or good in any way because you want that person to kind of pay for what they do. Yes. You want them to feel <laughs> the hurt that you're feeling. And that's where we just drop it in the Lord's lap and we say, okay, God, I cannot walk the mm. final mile here. I will start this process, but, but Lord, you have to finish this. Ultimately, we we must decide to forgive anyone, and that opens the door for us to receive blessings. I believe God, are, God honors our commitment to obey him and our desire to please him when we choose to forgive. And he completes that work in his time. Um, and it's just our job to continue by faith to to open up our hearts to that forgiveness until the Lord finishes it. Philippians 1.6 I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Oh, ladies. Okay, so this one is just so real and so heavy to my heart. Our first decision of the heart is to decide to forgive. Friends, when we return to love talk with your love, ladies, the decision of the heart to hold our tongue. Who we uh, think um, at some point all of us have probably struggled with this. Deciding to hold our tongue when we return to love talk right after this. And welcome back, friends. This is Kathy Anna Brock uh, in studio with the beautiful Coach Carrie Brinkater and the love lady herself, Miss Evelyn Davison. And we are love talking today about decisions of the heart. We opened with the principle of deciding to forgive. And basically, if we touch on it, if we kind of get it down to boil it down to it, you'd have to say forgiveness is not for keeping are for not for keeping for ourselves, but forgiveness is forgiving to others. So deciding to forgive. Friends, and Coach Carey introduced us to our second topic, decisions of the heart, deciding to hold your tongue. That is a hard one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And Miss Evelyn, you had mentioned in our first segment, you said you can love talk about forgiveness, but you've got to love walk it out. And this is one we can talk all day about holding our tongue, but you've got to love walk that one out. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a tough one for me. This is probably the hardest one for me because I I tend to, as an extrovert, (laughs) I tend to just say, let it out. Yes. And so I would say I have probably damaged more relationships that I've had to go back to and work on repairing uh, because of this one thing. And mm-hmm. Ephesians, um, in our New Testament, in chapter 4, verse 29, it says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. What you're saying is it benefiting those who are listening? Yes. Because, you know, friends, when we need to have a good rant, probably we don't need to be doing that in public or on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And I'm preaching to myself here. If we need to have a good rant, it might be time to go in prayer before the Lord and rant before him because he can handle it. Or if we have a single close friend 
who is able to just hear us and let us have a good ranting session um, so that we can get that off and out. That might be another way to handle that. But we want to remember, but the Bible says that love is not rude or critical. And uh, it doesn't need to tell everyone what it thinks all the time. Again, <laughs> preaching to myself here. Evelyn, help us with this. I don't know how. <laughs> it said too much talk leads to sin. I'm afraid I might sin. <laughs> I'm sorry. It could be funny a little bit along the line. But, you know, we the thing about uh, when, you, there, when there is an issue in a family, in a, in a neighborhood, or in a city, the first thing you do is you take that step toward the cross mm. and and ask the Lord to begin to reel to you, let you see the things that that you're harboring in your heart or that someone else is harboring against you. And Proverbs 10, 19 says, too much talk leads to sin. Now, that's that sounds strange. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I love this one. That is good advice. Hey, right? It, it, so, in other words, you know, sometimes if you don't say anything, that might be wise. He who holds his tongue is wise. Now, Kathy, has there ever been a time? Yeah, you kind of told us a little bit there that, you, you know, there have been times. Has there been a time that you want to share with us that you wish you to kept your mouth shut? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, 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 I will. There have been. I will tell you, there have been so many Facebook posts that I've deleted because mm-hmm. I've gone back and thought, you know what, that is really not helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband really helps me in this as well. I'll, I, I will put something up and I'll show it to him and I'll say, is this helpful? You know, I want to be truthful. I also, you know, want to be gracious. I don't want to be this cowering Christian. And my husband is a really kind, loving guy. And he is really good at saying, yeah, you don't need to say that and it's so funny because people think that I'm you know when they they know me and they know Eric they think he's kind of the stern gruff guy and that I'm just the sweet loving one and Mm -hmm. it's like absolutely the opposite (laughs) you know when you really get down to the heart (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah I would say probably moments with uh, girlfriends that I have thought um, I, I have not waited to listen to what my girlfriends are trying to tell me i'm not i I won't stop and just listen to their heartache Mm -hmm. i will want to fix it and offer advice and so that is one thing that um especially my girlfriend who uh she started talking to me about the depression that she's experienced And I just wanted to start telling her about, oh, this is what you need to do for depression. This is where Mm -hmm. you need to go. This is, you know, and um, instead of just valuing the fact that she was willing to open up her heart to me and share and talk, um, that is sometimes for me, I just need to close the mouth and listen. Yeah. Well, sometimes you can go a little bit further than that and say, how can I pray for you? Yeah. You know, I, I see you're hurting. I see there's pain. I see there's destruction. How can I pray for you? Because so often, uh, and we we really discovered this in international friendship, which uh, we I did for 25 years, teaching internationals how to go to the university, doctors and whatever, 
and uh, passed their generals. They had to do oral general. Sometimes you just say too much. It's better to say to them, how can I pray for you? What is it we can do? But, you know, one of the things that's so true in that is uh, is, um, is you've got to say something. Uh, Don't take that position of being shut up. You know, they tell you this and you just, you know, you just box it in. Think about it and pray about it with them and for them. Mm -hmm. It's a hard thing to do, and especially if it's a husband. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a wife, because mm-hmm. those kind of wounds don't heal by themselves often. Yeah. You know, it takes them. And in, in Proverbs uh, ten nineteen it says, too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. But, in other words, if you do not say anything, you're less likely to fall into sin and step out on love. Stepping out of love is a really hard one. You know, I love the fact that we are meant to be a light. We are meant to share wisdom. We are meant to share truth. God wants us to love on that person, and 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 words can be that avenue to be so loving and so kind. We just need to kind of put that, you know, guard our heart. It, mm-hmm. The Bible says it's the wellspring of life, and so we have to make sure that when we are opening our mouth, that the good, encouraging things are coming out of it right. that are building up that person that we're with. You know, I I sit on some committees at church, and um, there's always, you know, and it's typically a man, uh, I do have to say, that will be quiet for almost the whole meeting. And then, um, you know, maybe right as about we're we're to adjourn or it's an important topic, he will say something very astute and very wise. But he has said nothing up until that point. Hmm. Those are the men that I just, I look at them in awe, and I just say, wow. You know, you want them to say more because they you can tell they're very thoughtful with what's coming out of their mouth. My dad was much this way. Mm-hmm. You didn't talk a whole lot. But then as soon as daddy spoke, I knew that it was going to be something wise. And he would let me just lay on the bed and just <laughs> jabber away about things. And then all of a sudden he would say something that was so profound and so wise and, and few words. But yet... Uh, something that really touched me so deeply, so deeply. We must let our words be edifying and be a blessing. Mm-hmm. Oh, girls, these two decisions of the heart are slicing through my heart uh, like a knife, I tell you. Um, you know, our first one was just decide to forgive. Decide to hold your tongue. Now, Miss Evelyn, oh, goodness, now we need to decide to believe the best in people. 1 Corinthians thirteen six through 7. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Well, love is the pill that will fix, fix it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus says himself, uh, and the word says, uh, love is important. Mm-hmm. When when things are wrapped in love, it's it's not sexual. Uh, it's not sensual. It's wrapped with a goodness of heart and a love and a tenderness of care. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it we get those things confused. You know, you say this. Well, if you just did this, it all work out. We don't know that, and that's mm-hmm. false. That that's just not helpful. But one of the things that is is that. Uh, we have to believe the very best in others and not just walk all all the while on their drug problem or their 
a sex problem, whatever it is out there. The important thing is is that we decide to believe that God and love will will actually uh, make a difference in the life of the person that we're talking to. Mm-hmm. And we have power to make uh, the decision of the heart to start looking th- at people the way God does. That's the hardest thing. And I've had to say to myself, Elva, are, are you looking at this through the eyes of Jesus? Mm-hmm. You know, are you looking at it in the right direction? Uh, sometimes we don't. We look at it, what our picture of what that mm-hmm. is. And, and when we do seminars on, you know, making decisions that make a good life, that's one of the most important things we do is make break up in small groups and find out what the base cause is is for this. But anyway, we have to decide. We make all kinds of assumptions about people. And, you know, you really do have to question the assumptions that you're making. I mean, you know, the the person rushing past you at the airport, you think, oh, how rude, how rude. I know. (laughs) Okay. But maybe there's a family emergency or they're about to lose their flight or um, they're about to uh, lose their lunch and they're trying to get to the bathroom as quickly as possible so that they don't make a mess for everyone else. So, you know, they're just, what about uh, the person who just kind of looks a certain way? And I will tell you, when my face is in rest position, you know, <laughs> I love that. I do not have a smile on my face when it's in when it is in rest position. And so we have to remember that, um, you know, if someone is maybe gazing in our direction, that resting face that doesn't always look happy may not be the face that they're making towards towards us. So let's let's assume the best. Let's choose to believe the best in others. So important. And Carrie, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I know we have one segment left and we get to finish this off and look at our very final decision of the heart is to decide to not get offended. (laughs) (laughs) All right, friends, you're going to want to stay with us for our last segment of Love Talk. We're looking forward to finishing off the decisions of the heart with you after a word from our incredible sponsors. Stay with us. Hello, friends, and welcome back to today's Christian Talk here on The Bridge, Austin, 101 FM, 1120 AM. So delighted you have found the love, ladies, decisions of the heart today, friends. You know, some of these just really make me sit back and and wonder, um, you know, each day in prayer, and it just really makes me think that um, I have to be in constant prayer in order for me to decide to forgive, decide to hold my tongue, decide to believe the best, and to decide not to get offended. We were finishing up, decide to believe the best. You know, Kathy, you were saying sometimes we assume the worst about that person, you know, that's rushing past us in the airport, or the person who has like a resting face that's more of a scowl than a smile Mm -hmm. right I remember specifically this one time we were in practice finishing up practice and one of the girls just sat down like we were all in the huddle everybody was standing up we were just talking at the end of practice and she just sat down and this is a kid that you know kind of had a tendency sometimes to be um, a little disrespectful and I immediately assumed the worst like oh she's being disrespectful I can't believe you know what is she doing and so I made some kind of comment 
And she was so hurt by that comment. She was like, Coach, I really need to just go to the bathroom. So I just sat down and I I just thought, oh, my gosh, I I immediately went Mm -hmm. to the negative whenever I didn't even ask. And a lot of times we can see the what, Mm -hmm. but we don't know the why. Mm -hmm. And we have to ask in order to know the why. It's the tongue. Right? And so why do we immediately assume the worst before we've even asked why? And so um, that was a huge lesson for me that day because I didn't want to hurt that kid. I would never have wanted to hurt that kid, um, but I did. Um, you know, sometimes we assume that the gossip from the town chatterbox is true. And, and you know, it's an important lesson for us to learn that, Every story sounds true until you hear the other side. Proverbs 18:17 is very clear about that. In a lawsuit, the first to speak seems right until someone comes forward and cross-examines. So we have to begin today to believe the best about others and watch as our love will grow through that. Right, Kath? That is so true. I mean, so we, the decisions of the heart, four decisions that will profoundly impact our heart health. Decide to forgive, decide to hold your tongue, decide to believe the best, and the last but not least, decide to not get offended. So what do you say when, or what do you do when someone cuts you off in traffic? What about... When someone criticizes you or speaks rudely to you, what about when someone posts something on your their Facebook page degrading and using profanity mm. about our sitting president? Are you quick to get offended, and what do you do about it? You know, without knowing it, um, you you kind of have to be on the lookout for those who might dare to offend you. And I think we're in a society today where a lot of people wear their feelings on their shoulders, right? Oh, yeah. Everything is offensive. I've heard Ashley, my husband, say many times, don't be that person, you know, to the kids or whatever. Yeah. Like, don't be that person who's just so quick to get offended. It's increasingly popular in today's society to get offended over things that I wouldn't even fathom. I remember this one time um, I was organizing a women's event at church and some ladies were saying, you know, oh, well, so-and-so does this and -and so-and-so does that. And so, you know, and I just thought, oh, my stars, I would never even think to get offended about how a chair looks or what's on the table. Um, There was a time when I was coaching that I was in a faculty meeting and someone used the term crazy to um, to to describe a situation. That situation was crazy. And um, a, a faculty member stood up and said that she was offended by that term to not use the word crazy because she had people in her family that were mentally ill. That is not how the person used the term in any way, shape, or form. They did not describe anyone as being crazy. They were describing a situation that was off kilter, that was a little odd, that was mind-boggling. And I thought, how quick we are to get offended. That was an eye-opener for me that we're living in a time where 
um, feelings are on shoulders, and we have to watch what we say. And we do need to be sensitive. I'm not saying don't be sensitive. I, we do need to be thoughtful in how we approach situations. Um, but... I do not want to be that person that is so easily offended that I'm wearing my feelings on my shoulders and that I can't accept um, correction or rebuke or, um, you know, just a thoughtful word that I have to take people at face value and to not get offended. Well, you know, the offense uh, is uh, either built or, or it's torn down. Mm. Uh it, it will not stay neutral. And um, the love line um, from us to the Lord Jesus is not wide, wide, wide. It is narrow sometimes. And um, for us to make a decision uh, to not be offended. Uh, and I think we heard that today, or last week, actually, with uh, Chaplain Lane. Mm. There's sometimes you just have to stand your guard mm. and and... Perform your um, purpose and uh, not be offended. Uh, but there are times we are to be offended, and that's you know that's even a harder thing to deal with. Uh, the devil wants us to detail, so um, derail us, and he wants to take us uh, uh, to places that we shouldn't go, and we can't let him do that. Uh, we have to remember that taking offense never comes from the Lord. Right. I think that's a very astute mistake. That is, you know, if you remember nothing else, uh, um, the offense never comes from God. It's always we are to be rooted and grounded in love. And his love covers that for us. Um, We just can't blame bad things on God. And our nation does that. And it does bother me. Mm. To say the least. You know, it's kind of like this principle when Paul's talking about um, being continually in prayer. And this deciding to not get offended is almost a situation of living continually in forgiveness. Because, ladies, I I have to say, people say offensive things. They do. People say really horrible, ugly things. Mm -hmm. I, I was talking with a gal the other day because... She had made a, a um, she was so happy about what was happening in Colorado that they were rejecting the move towards um, the putting all of their votes towards the popular candidate in the mm-hmm. 2020 election rather than having the Electoral College. You know, basically, it's moved towards abolishing the Electoral College. Well, the people of Colorado did not like it. Mm-hmm. They got together. They signed a petition and they got the people to vote on it. Do you want all of our votes as a state to go towards the popular candidate or have it be our electoral votes? And she just put something on there that was very factual, very fact-based, and two of her, quote, friends got on and used the F word and the B Mm -hmm. word about her and her opinion and Mm -hmm. so she was so sad and she said you know look I'm not going to have that on my Facebook page and I am unfortunate I'm going to I'm going to delete your post and I'm going to unfriend you and she basically stated that right there on her Facebook Mm -hmm. post so you couldn't see what they had previously said but you could see her response Mm -hmm. and 
so we are living in this time that this heightened uh, emotion, heightened rhetoric, where people are being called to attack people on the yeah. streets to make their life impossible. So, yes, we can say people are saying offensive things. They mm-hmm. are saying rude and hurtful things. One, let's not be one of those. Mm-hmm. Right. And two, we can defend our faith without being offended by that person. Mm-hmm. We can defend our position without being offended by the other person. And it is this continually living in a state of forgiveness, being willing to make the sacrifice of grace. It is a decision of the heart, but it is a decision that is going to guard our heart and give us a healthy heart. There's a verse in Ephesians uh, chapter 3, verse 13. It says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, being rooted and grounded in love. And so we need to reject those feelings of offense. Give yourself to that person in love and in prayer. And you will be able to walk through these situations without stumbling and falling on your face. You know, there are times when people do say things to us that are very hurtful and very offensive. And I walked through that as a coach many times. You know, people will say things that really, really hurt. Mm -hmm. And that's where we come back to these decisions of the heart and our very first one to decide to forgive. Um, even when it doesn't feel good, even when we don't want to do it, um, the Lord says, I'll complete that work for you. I will complete that work for you. You start the journey and I will complete that for you. Um, when we put these four decisions of the heart into practice, friends, we become more and more proficient at walking in love and one step closer in your relationships with those you love and our relationship with Jesus. And most importantly, we find this newfound peace and joy in our hearts, one that can fuel our love for Jesus and show others our love for Jesus. How crazy is it to go against the grain and make these decisions to forgive and to hold our tongue and to believe the best and to not get offended? How crazy is that to go against the grain and the social norm? You know, we're not called to be, we're not called to be followers, friends. We're not called to be, you know, these little sheep that don't know what they're doing. We're called to be followers of Christ, not the crowd and not what the popular uh, society would tell us to do. We're to follow Christ as we make these decisions of the heart. Friends, we tell you today on this beautiful Saturday to find a church. We ask you to find a church, a church that loves Jesus, a church that preaches the Bible, a church that opens scripture and declares Jesus Christ as Savior. And there's so many great churches in the area, and we pray that you'd be able to find one today. For my beautiful friend, Kathy Enderbrock, and the First Lady of Love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison, I am Coach Carrie Brinkader. Thank you for love walking and love talking with us today on Love Talk. Until next week, take care.